Hey everyone, in this episode, we're gonna be talking about how you can work a corporate position and still have side businesses without burning out. That's the key of this podcast. We want you to reach success, but we want you to avoid burning out in the process. So if you're interested in this, stay tuned for this episode. Welcome to the Chasing Success Podcast. Chasing Success Podcast. The podcast for anyone looking to achieve success. If you're looking to learn, grow, and impact the world around you without sacrificing happiness, this is the podcast for you. Now, here's your host, Zach Wright. Thanks, everybody, for coming back to the podcast, or if you're new here, definitely subscribe and share this with anybody that you think would benefit from this or anybody that you know that is trying to chase success. So with this, I'm going to focus on a few different areas. As I mentioned in the intro, this is going to be about how you can work a corporate position or it doesn't have to be corporate. It can be you can work anywhere and still start your side businesses and do that successfully without burning out. Now, whether your goal is to turn your side businesses into a fully functioning company versus staying at the company and having multiple streams of income with your side businesses, this episode is still going to be beneficial. So I wanted to start with some guidelines, first of all. So whenever we're talking about having a corporate position or a normal position that you're an employee and having side businesses, what you want to understand is that the corporate position does involve people people who rely on you. And you should make it a priority to stay dedicated during your time working there. And what I mean by that is your typical job is probably going to be nine to five or somewhere where it offers or requires you to have eight hours at least a day. Now, if you're a nurse or doctor, your hours are going to be a little bit different. So you could have 12 hours where you work three times a week, or you could have 10 hours where you work four times a week. You apply this to whatever situation that makes sense for you. But again, understand that there are people who rely on you for that position, and you have to make it a priority to stay dedicated during your working time. So That's the first guideline. The second guideline is make sure that your endeavors do not compete against your current employer, right? You don't want to have, it's almost like insider trading, right? If you're a a stockbroker or you're working in Wall Street, you can't deliver that information across the aisles to help somebody benefit from that. It's It's actually illegal, right? Now, in this case, it might not be illegal, but it's the moral thing to do. So whenever I talk about this, for example, I work at a enterprise video solutions company and my side businesses go into the realms of business coaching and consulting. And I'll give a specific definition here in a moment of what that company does. IMEO, I've mentioned it several times on this podcast. But then the other company that I have is an e-commerce company where we sell motivating sweatshirts, t-shirts, coffee mugs, different things like that. And it's called 20 Elephants. Now, you can see just from that high level description that 
an enterprise video engagement platform is not going to have a competitive issue with somebody having a business coaching company or somebody having an e-commerce company, right? In fact, we could probably leverage one another or I could definitely leverage that video company, um, software company and get my videos out there. So you just want to make sure that you are not competing with the person who employs you because it's just bad business. So that's guideline number two. And then guideline number three is there will be a lot of upfront work whenever you're building your side business. For example, whenever I started IMEO, the first thing that I created was our business built to last online course. And that took about six months because it was the first time that I ever created an online course. I had to do a lot of research. I had to do a lot of asking people what they thought made sense. I had to do a lot of reading on my own to figure out what needed to be in there. And so that took six months. That was a lot of upfront work. And there was a couple of different things that came out of it too. So it was the online course. It was the ebook that we give away for free now. And it was recording videos, making sure that it made sense for whoever was going to purchase that online course. And during that time, it goes back to the first guideline. I made sure that any time that I was working on this, it was outside of business hours. And really, to be honest, it's to save your own butt. Because if there's any way that that company can find that you're working during those hours, then they have the automatic right to fire you because you're not doing what you were hired to do. It's unfortunate, but that's why I say these guidelines before really diving in deep on how to have a corporate position and still have side businesses. Now, the last piece of the puzzle I want to talk about is if you're entering into a new company and you have side businesses, this isn't necessarily a guideline because it's only applicable to certain people who fall in this category. But if you are applying for new positions and you're going through the interviewing process and you already have side businesses, be transparent in your interview process. Because in this last position that that I hold now, In that interview process, I spoke up and told my current manager that I do have side businesses, and he actually encouraged that. He he thought that that was amazing and that was awesome that I have these side businesses. And it might have been because he had his own business at one point that he ran for 10 years and eventually sold it to another big level company. So there's two things that will do or or that you'll benefit from, from being transparent in that interview conversation is you'll get to understand how that manager reacts to you having a, a side business. And that'll tell you, should you work here? Should you not work here? Or if you're not as passionate about your side businesses and you really want this position, you can choose. Now I'm a big component and believer of having multiple streams of income. So you don't have to rely only on one salary. But that's up to you to decide. So I won't I won't <laughs> go in on that too much. So those are the guidelines. Those are the three guidelines that I like to start off with. 
Now, these are going to be specific to my coaching business. Whenever I talk about how to have a full-time position and still have two side businesses. This one is going to be focused on IMEO, improving management employees and organizations. Now, I just want to give a little bit of detail on what IMEO company is and what it does. So if I was in an elevator and I only had time to talk to you for 30 seconds or a minute, this is how I would describe IMEO. IMEO company helps improve organizations by connecting leaders and employees to the mission of the company with the goal setting framework, objectives, and key results, otherwise known as OKRs. The value of OKRs are seen by generating alignment across the entire organization to help work towards one goal and provide focus to teams to help them achieve more in a shorter time frame. These goals are measured to help make better business decisions in real time to pivot, innovate, and or course correct when needed. IMEO has developed a proven framework that can be implemented from large companies to solopreneurs that includes educational training on OKRs, consulting services on OKRs, and coaching programs to ensure the improvement of execution and accomplishing your company's mission and providing meaningfulness to your employees' actions. Now, I know that was a little bit lengthy, but I wanted you guys to understand where I'm coming at whenever I'm describing some of these tips to have a corporate position and to have these side businesses. So the first thing that I wanted to call out here is analyze your schedule at your current position. Now that position is going to be the one that you're an employee for, right? So if you have a nine to five job or even nine to six thirty or whatever the case is, analyze your schedule and make a schedule for your side business around that. So for me, At IMEO, what I'm going to be doing is Monday to Friday, in all honesty, I'm probably working from 8.30 to a lot of times 7 o'clock. Now, I know that's probably a lot longer than most people, but that's just my schedule. So what I'm going to do is for IMEO, I can work from 7.30 to 8.30 and get some things completed if if I need to. But most of the time, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be working from probably 7.30 to 9 o'clock at night on my side hustle or side business. And that allows me to still move the ball forward and be committed to staying consistent, to being productive, and still providing benefits to my clients. Now... What you want to do here is also leverage the ability to bulk or batch your content. Now, you've probably heard of this, but I'm going to break it down into what I do specifically. So whenever I'm talking about bulking my content or batching my content, what I'm doing is every single Sunday, I'm taking about two hours out of my day and leveraging Canva to develop either shareables, I call them shareables for Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. I'm working on creating videos. I'm working on creating podcasts like this episode. (laughs) Um, I'm also using Hootsuite, which is a social media management platform 
to schedule my content ahead of time. So by the time I'm done with batching my content for that day, I'm also adding it to Hootsuite and scheduling it. Now what that means is while I'm working from 8.30 to 7, my content on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever the, the, the platform is, it's already scheduled and it's being sent out to those platforms without me having to think about it at all. Now, what I will do is be, is go on to those platforms and engage with anybody who's commenting on my post or if they reached out through a DM, whatever the case is, because engagement and working with your community is so important to turn those people and followers into actual clients. So those are, or that's how I do batch content. And included in those is also the videos. Now, whenever I'm talking about batch content and I'm talking about for the week, it doesn't mean that I'm only recording or producing things for that week. I could do two podcasts or three podcasts in one weekend. That sets me up for three weeks of podcast episodes. I could do YouTube videos. And and one of the best ways to do this is to create series. So... If I'm talking about how to have a corporate position and run two side businesses, what I could do is have a part one, a part two, part three, part four, whatever the case is. If I have four parts and I release a YouTube video each week, then that means that I have created YouTube videos for the month, right? So that's just to put it in perspective. People think that they don't have enough time to do this, but if you can bulk or batch your content, then you can get a lot done and get a lot of content out there without overwhelming yourself, which goes back to the part of not burning out. So just make sure that you schedule your your actual schedule for your side business around your corporate position or your full-time position. And then leverage batch content and leverage um, tools like Canva and Hootsuite. Now I'm going to move on to the, the next two for the coaching business specifically. Find ways to automate your processes and marketing efforts. So one of the ways that we do this at Amio is we leverage HoneyBook. And HoneyBook is a CRM system and you'll hear me also talk about Streak, which is another CRM system. Now, you can leverage HoneyBook as your only CRM system, or you could leverage Streak as your only CRM system. What we like to do at IMEO is we use HoneyBook for our prospects um, who are actually turning into clients. So once they hit a specific stage, Actually, it's it's when they hit that stage of becoming a client. That's when we input them into our HoneyBook CRM system. Because now we have what they call projects. And each client has their own project. And we're able to identify and keep track of every single session that we have, every single thing that we've done. We can send invoices, so on and so forth. Everything can be done in HoneyBook. Now, when we're doing prospecting, we're using Streak. And Streak is a Google add-on that you can get for free. It embeds directly into your Gmail account. And 
the reason that we use this is is mainly because of that. There's there's a few different reasons. So it embeds directly into Gmail. So we can see whenever we send an email, did that person open the email? Did they click on this link that we sent them? Different things like that, right? And we have sequences that we that we have developed and we automate those as well. But the other reason that we use streak is that we can schedule the emails to be sent out. And this is important when you're working a full-time position and you have your own side business. The reason that it's so important is if you can schedule your emails to go out throughout the week instead of on the weekends or extremely late at night, then you're more likely to get some responses. You're more likely to get some responses on that email that you're sending. So leverage those things. And we do try to send personalized emails. So that part isn't necessarily automated, but we have these frameworks that we build, right? So we build templates around what it is that we're trying to sell. And our main focus, as I mentioned before, is objectives and key results, educating people on objectives and key results and implementing OKRs into an organization and then providing coaching programs after that to sustain the OKRs that we have implemented. So what we're going to do and what we have is templates that we leverage to send to these people. And then we schedule them throughout the week. And then the last part here for this specific um, automate your processes and marketing efforts is we use Flowdesk. And Flowdesk is an email campaign tool. Now, what we've done over the past year is we've developed, I can't remember how many, but we've developed the entire quarter for four quarters of nurturing campaigns. So that means every single Monday at 8 a.m., if you are on that on our email list, you're going to receive an email from IMEO Company. So from Q1 first week to Q1 last week, you're going to receive 13 emails. Same thing in Q2, same thing in Q3 and Q4. And what that really does is it builds awareness to our brand to who IMEO is and what we do. And it also offers value because we're not trying to sell on the email nurturing for the most part. I would say maybe 5% of our emails is trying to sell. The 95% is trying to deliver you value. And the good thing with Flowdesk is it's so easy to create a workflow where once we add somebody to our newsletter, then that person is there for one full year, right? So that's something that we don't have to do, but it goes back to the upfront work. Each quarter last year, we developed that specific quarter's newsletter. And now we have this 365-day campaign. You're only getting whatever, how many ever Mondays there are in the year, but that's something that you do up front and then you don't have to worry about. Now, you might want to update it each year or each quarter just to make sure that what you're saying is still relevant. For us, we're probably going to have to go through and do some 
transforming to the message because we are transforming specifically to OKRs. And by the time that you hear this podcast, it'll already have full, complete turn and transformation to objectives and key results. Now, the last thing that you want to do for my coaching business, right? If you have a coaching business or a services business, this is what you want to do. You want to be honest with your clients about your situation. And what I mean by that is let them know, hey, whenever we work together, I do have another position. And if you text me, I can't guarantee that I'm going to respond right away, but I can definitely respond to you within two hours, right? Even if you're in back-to-back meetings, you're going to have hopefully a five-minute break or you're going to run to the bathroom and you can respond to them. Now, if it's an emergency, you can have a code word that the client is going to send you a text and say whatever that code word is and then you know that you got to respond right away because something is happening and you want to still be that person to go to and you want to deliver that customer experience that everybody talks about. So those are really the things for services companies and and the reason that I'm specifying on on services is because there's a certain aspect that you still have to do manual things and you still have to be there for your clients. And I guess the last thing here is that if you are a services company, then you also want to provide the expectation that this is when I can meet. I can make exceptions on certain times, but a lot of my clients, I'll meet with them after the workday or I'll meet with them on a Saturday or Sunday. I'm very flexible and I'll work with them and they know that, right, because we've talked about it before we even signed any papers or moved forward with any coaching session. So be transparent and tell them about your situation because it's going to be easier for them to understand that going into it than you telling them after and them getting frustrated or possibly walking away from you. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to transition to the e-commerce side of things that I have for my company, 20 Elephants. This is going to be a shorter version because a lot of what I explained for my coaching business does apply. We want to try to automate our processes and marketing efforts as much as possible. We want to do batch content as much as possible as uh, on this as well. And now this is going to be different whenever we talk about batch content because we're talking about developing because I do the graphic design, I come up with the quotes, or I just figure out what it needs to be on the sweatshirts or the or the t-shirts or whatever it is, whatever product that we're talking about. So that takes a little bit more time because you have to come up with it and decide. But the way that I do this is kind of going back to if we produce four YouTube videos and we put out one video a week, then we have four weeks of materials. Well, with the e-commerce store, whenever I'm talking about bulk design, what I'm talking about there is how many collections can I create in one sit-down session, and then how can I periodically stay consistent by preparing those launches at different times? So maybe in Q1, I'm only going to have one collection that's going to have four different areas and then what i'm going to really focus on after that is promoted is putting it on social media having some ad words having some seo delivered to that specific site or is it that i want to have two in q in q2 i want to have two collections okay well then that means i got to double the design work or 
whatever the case is. And if I wanted to, I could also outsource some of these things, but I like to keep this in-house at the moment, right? Because I'm not, for the e-commerce, I'm not where I'm at where I want to start outsourcing yet. So that's really the first step is design in bulk, but I, I explained the difference there. It's a little bit different. Same thing with content batching and getting that out there and staying consistent. And then really the last part of this for e-commerce, like I mentioned, it's going to be shorter, is set up your business where it can operate without you. And what I mean by that is I specifically use Shopify. I'm sure everybody has heard of that store now or that software company. And the reason that I use Shopify is because there's so many different things that you can do with Shopify. You can actually have people who work at Shopify, but help your customers out as they're shopping. So I don't have to worry about anything other than designing new materials, getting it out there and putting it on the site. Now that does take time, but after that, it's self-sufficient. It runs on its own. Then the other part for me, because it's a print on demand, which means once you buy that sweatshirt or that shirt or coffee mug, or toboggan or beanie, whatever you call it, then that notifies the other company that I leverage, which is Printful, that, okay, there's an order, we need to make this and we need to ship it. So what's great about this is I literally don't have inventory, I don't have to stock inventory, and I don't have to invest any money other than the Shopify subscription unless someone purchases my content or my product from 20 elephants. So that's what I mean by set up your business where it can operate without you. Now, there's a lot of details behind this where you do have to do the research, going back to the upfront work, you have to do the research to make sure that what you're doing makes sense. Because a lot of times, whenever people would do print on, on demand or they'll do e-commerce, they don't calculate what needs to be calculated to actually see a profit on their products when they're sold. For example, if the product costs $6.99 to leverage at Printful, and then you add a design on there, and the design is in a location that you have to pay an extra $250, on there and then it costs $3.99 to ship, well, you need to make sure that you're at least charging that amount to break even. Now, in a company, you don't wanna break even, you wanna make a profit. So now you have to understand, okay, what does the market look like? How much should I charge for this shirt? Or how much should I charge for this, right? And then, you have to calculate the profit that you're making on each product. So each time that somebody buys something from that store, you know that you just made this amount. And then you can apply that to how much you actually earn versus the number of products sold. So there is a lot of background work, right? But again, all the background work that I did for each of my businesses was done outside of that typical nine to five, um, that nine to five job setting. Again, it's to cover your own butt. So I'm going to do a quick recap of everything in this episode. I know it's a little bit longer than normal, but hopefully you gained some insight and hopefully, hopefully you found this interesting and you found it beneficial. 
So understand your corporate position. It relies on, or people are relying on you. So you have to make a priority and stay dedicated to that. And then you want to make sure that your endeavors do not compete against your current employer. Be transparent during your interview if you're at that stage. The other part of the guideline is there's going to be a lot of upfront work, but once you get around that, you should be able to maintain your side businesses and deliver the best customer experience possible. And then you want to analyze your schedule. Create a schedule for your side businesses just like you would do for your actual position from an employer. Create that batch content. Make sure that you're staying consistent. Leverage tools like Canva and Hootsuite. Find ways to automate your processes and marketing efforts. We leverage HoneyBook. We leverage Streak CRM. We leverage Flowdesk, different things like that. And then be honest with your clients on your situation. So they're not expecting you to respond right away unless it's emergency. Then set up your business where it can operate without you, right? And then lastly, if you are running an e-commerce store, design in bulk and prepare launches launches periodically to stay consistent. So that's the full recap. Again, I hope you found this beneficial. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to subscribe and like and leave a rating on this podcast and on on this episode specifically. Share with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.